0: Man, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Athlete's Lounge. And today I have a very, very, very special guest with me. My guy, Owen. Owen, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man. Hey, what's up? I'm Owen Moore. I'm excited to be here and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. So Owen is just a teammate of Bryce that I had on the episode previously. And I uh, just wanted to get him on here just to speak his piece and stuff like that. So definitely excited. And thank you for just coming on. For sure. Um, before we get started, though, I hit Bryce with a couple of, like, quick little this and that questions. So I'm yeah. going to hit you with the same ones and just see what your answers are. All right? All right. So the first one is Nike or Adidas? Nike. All right. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. All right. Favorite soccer team? Ooh, Crystal Palace. Okay. And favorite food to eat? Favorite food got to be a Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak. That's okay. right. I'm from Delaware, so the the Philly cheesesteak not hey, too far. Hey, that's right. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked we talked a little bit earlier. And you're big like a big sneaker head, and I'm a big sneaker head too. So big sneakerhead. What is like the top five shoe chasing that you got right now? Like in your shoe collection that you've been wearing a lot that you would say? I
1: like my uh, New Balance 550s I got on right now. They're okay. basic. Yeah. Again, Air Force One basic. I got Easy Slides basic. Yeah. I just like anything that can go with anything. Okay. I got some suede Dunks that I like a lot. Yeah, um, just basic like super simple. Um, and then you can never go wrong with a nice pair of flip flops to the beach. Come on now.
0: <laughs> Versatile with it. I like That's it. right. I How do you go anyway. Black and white panda dunks. You feel like they're overrated, or underrated? How do you feel about them? Um,
1: you know, I think it's a fair balance. I mean, I mm-hmm. think it definitely brought the value down once everybody started hopping on the trend, um, mm-hmm. but it definitely gave dunk like a nice little like, way to the people's feet for right. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I respect it. I get on that. I don't got a pair myself, but I definitely respect the game.
0: Okay. I mean, you're the first man from a dude that had a lot of shoes. Panda's not too bad in my me personally, I can't really I can't really rock unless like everybody's wearing, but they're right. not a bad shoe. That's right. I mean? But uh like I said, just getting straight to it, man. So obviously you play on the men's soccer team, you're a goalkeeper, right? Yes sir. So let's just start from the beginning, from the jump. Like how did you first start playing soccer? Like how did that come to be? Just just tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I started playing soccer based off like this competitive drive I had within mm-hmm. myself. Um, and it definitely helped that I had two older brothers and we're all a year apart. So I'm 19. Second one, his name's Jake, 20. And the third one, his name's Zach, and 21. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a goalkeeper himself. My mom was an athlete. She played volleyball. Um, and my oldest brother was a goalkeeper. And it basically my drive was just from wanting to be better than my brothers. Yeah. I mean, if you got siblings like that, like, mm-hmm. um, you're going to want to one-up up them all the time. So it's like... I just wanted that drive to be better than my brother's, yeah. and soccer was a sport that I wanted to do it in because my oldest brother played, my middle brother played, and I just wanted to shut him up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
0: about it. Okay, that's dope, man, just having that drive from just siblings and stuff like that. Okay. That's right. That's solid. So going back from there, and then we start playing, like, the elementary, middle school, like, high school. Like, how did that look for you, like, in terms of just, like, starting to get looks offered, especially in high school? Like, how did you know that you were, like, capable to play D1 ball? Like, what that process looked like for you?
1: Right. So my high school time was a bit different than a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in South Jersey, but it was super close to Philadelphia. Right. Um, I started off playing for this club called New York Red Bulls. It's an MLS team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played there for about a year when I was like nine years old. I played up with their O3s. I'm personally an O4. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the drive became too much. And then the Philadelphia Union... Asked me if I wanted to come play for them. Mm-hmm. I hopped on over the bridge um, and I made my way to Philadelphia, where I spent eight years there in their academy. Yeah. Um, and with that, I also went to their school as well. They had a school that literally just was like meant for the athlete. So I would train in the morning, go to school, middle of the day. My coaches were in and out of class, like pulling me out for meetings, whatever. Develop oh, my ball. Right. Um, and then I would train in the afternoons. I actually got the privilege of training my last two years um, on the professional side of things, Philadelphia Union 2, Philadelphia Union 1st team, yeah. I trained there for a bit Um, and once I was at that point I was either, I want to be a pro or I want to go D1 right. and figure out my pathway from there
0: mm-hmm. Okay, dope, dang, so Philadelphia Union 1 and 2, right? Yeah, that's dang. right. That's ex- so how was that process just like being within like that academy where it's just like strictly it's just school and ball like, like tell me a little bit about that
1: Yeah, I mean, it took a toll on my life in different ways and it was a blessing and a curse, mm-hmm. for sure um, I mean, I met friends there that I wouldn't trade for the world. Yeah. Um, I have relationships there that are going to be extremely valuable later on in my life. But it also put me in this situation where I was where I was cons- in a constant state of pride and selfishness for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's chasing the same thing. Your boys are the people around you, but they're also wanting what the next guy's got. Who's getting the contract? Yeah. Who's getting the money? who signed with Adidas, who signed with Nike, like, mm-hmm. what's that deal, who's going to what school. Yeah. So it was definitely a challenge to, to put my pride aside in situations and separate that from relationships and whatever's going on outside of school and soccer. So it was a blessing and a curse, like I said, um, but I'm definitely grateful I went through that path.
0: Yeah, so there's just a lot of growth, right? You would a say ton just, of growth. Yeah, had a lot of ups and downs and stuff like that. So when Liberty was looking at you, was that the, one of your first options that you were looking to go, or did you have other spots? like?
1: It actually was. I had other spots, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, just coming with the name of Philadelphia Union, yeah. you're going to get looks from just about anywhere. Right. And within the first one to two months of of looking at schools, I really wanted to be a part of something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I committed to Army West Point. Okay. And it was under this awesome guy. His name was uh, Russell Payne. He's now the head coach at Northwestern. But this guy was... He was a goalkeeper in his prime. Yeah. I mean, he was USA men's national team goalkeeper coach, and I committed under this guy, and I was like, this is it. I get to serve the people I'm around. Mm-hmm. I get to be in a great environment for soccer, and I'm being led by a true man. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a year into my commitment, um, that fell through, and I didn't get to um, pursue Army West Point, mm-hmm. and I ended up decommitting, and that's when Liberty reached out to me, and I was like, wow, like if I don't get to be bigger than myself – in an environment like West Point, right. like what's the next best thing? And that was Liberty University where mm-hmm. I could serve others, be a men for others. That's a Liberty men's soccer men for, other, men for others and champions for Christ mm-hmm. Um, and just serve the people mm-hmm. I'm around and play for something bigger than myself.
0: Right. Okay. Dope. That's what's up, man. So you get here right to Liberty and you were just telling me earlier that you redshirted your freshman year so you sat like, I know a lot of people like when they redshirt like it's tough because you just got to yep. sit, you're training, you don't get a chance to ball and especially as a goalkeeper, right? Because I played a goalkeeper in high school too. So like, it's definitely a competitive spot. Like, right. you know, if you're good, you're good, and you're going to be in. So, like, how would you say, like, you handled that the best way in terms of just, like, redshirting and just waiting for your time to come and just being patient?
1: For sure. I mean, personally, mm-hmm. me redshirting was, is is the biggest part of my testimony, man. Okay. Like, yeah. I am so grateful for that year that I didn't play. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but I came from a place of pride. Mm-hmm. I came into Liberty Men's Soccer like, hey, yeah. I'm the guy from Philly here. Everybody look at me like I should be getting exactly what I want when I want it. And and that was I approached it terribly. Um, But then I came and I sat and I realized what my idols were. I mean, Mm -hmm. I looked around me. I checked my shoulder and like God was like third, fourth on my pedestal. Mm. And that just shouldn't be the case. It took away a lot from me Mm -hmm. that year. And it was definitely an emotional year. Mm -hmm. Um. But I came out on the other end of it and I found Christ and I built my foundation on him and it's just been the biggest blessing being surrounded by the guys I was, with the team that I had, with the coaches that I had, Mm -hmm. and I really do feel blessed for that year that I didn't play and I didn't get what I want because it's exactly what I needed to lead me towards God.
0: Wow. I think that was crazy because when I had Bryce on here, Bryce was just kind of telling me the same thing, that identity between soccer and Jesus was such a big thing. For sure. The fact that you guys realized that and it kind of almost take like... He didn't register, but almost took like a year, like a like a a period of time to just realize, like, wait, like I'm playing, like I'm not playing for the Lord, like I'm playing for myself, I'm playing for love and stuff like that. So that's amazing that you were able to just, you know, see that and then recognize that and then be patient and stuff like that. So just speaking off of, you know, playing for the Lord and stuff like that. So like how does your faith like go hand in hand with playing in soccer? Like, how does the Lord you know, use you to play soccer. Cause I, I saw that you shared your testimony with the Wake men's soccer team, correct? Yeah, I did. So talk about that as well. Talk about how that happened and how that experience was like for you.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the the Lord's why I do it. I mean, everything that I have is mm-hmm. for the Lord. I mean, I'm reading this book right now. Bryce mm-hmm. actually gave it to me. It's called The Pursuit of God. Yeah. And in the second chapter, super early in the book, it talks about, like, what you possess. And because everything is from the Lord, you really possess nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've come to the conclusion that nothing that I have is mine and the talents that I have are from the Lord. Yeah. So how can I further progress myself in order to build a foundation to get eyes, but then to the push those eyes and reflect those eyes upwards into mm-hmm. heavens, right? So that's why I, why I feel like I play for the Lord for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the Wake Wakeman soccer thing, um, we do this thing after every single game we play. We make sure to um, connect arms with the other team, just huddle up right. and just share like who God is, who he is to us. And it was awesome sharing with Wake because I knew a couple guys. I played with a couple guys. I played against a couple guys from Wake. They knew who I was in the past. Right. And then they got to see me change. Mm-hmm. right? So I got in the circle after the Wake game. We lose 3-1. to one, But it's a little bit sweeter even if you lose. right? So mm-hmm. it's like, man, you guys just kicked us down. You guys just banged a couple goals against us. Right. But we're still going to tell you who God is because, man, this game is temporary. But mm-hmm. the Lord is eternal. You know, my relationship with the Lord is eternal. So I got to share my testimony with the guys. And, I mean, I got on a couple phone calls with them after just telling them, like, who God is to me. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, just reconnecting with the people from the past and having them see my life flip 180 just because of this guy named Jesus and what the guys on Liberty Men's Soccer have done for me. It was awesome. True blessing.
0: I like how you said, too, like, especially, like, you know, coming from that dude from Philly, like, all eyes are on you. I like how you said, like, Using those eyes that are on you guys, or just on you specifically, but to have them towards towards God, right? Cause it's so easy, like especially when you have a great performance, like to just boast about yourself and the team and stuff like that. So for you guys to be able to do that and flip that to Jesus and share that to other people, it's just it's amazing, right? Right. You don't see that often, especially in the game of sports nowadays, right? So obviously you're a goalkeeper. So people that I feel like people that generally don't know soccer, especially when I play goalie, is like when a goal happened, it's always the goalkeeper's fault, right? Right. So it's definitely a mental battle. So, like, my question to you was like, how do you deal with like if you have a bad game, especially in net? Like, how do you deal with that mentally, and how do you like not let that get to you? Because you know you got a couple of matches like you know the next couple of days away. Like, tell me how you process that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's especially as a goalkeeper man. There's one spot. Yeah, You're, there's no flipping from left center back, right center back yeah. to six. Like, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. So, so I think personal performance. It really it can take a toll. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it all comes back to like what you're doing it for, you know, like I know I'm well equipped enough. I remain confident because man, I've been playing for years. I've been blessed. Like I can step on the field knowing that regardless of what happens in this game, my relationship with the Lord stands. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how I deal with it, especially after as well, like a poor performance or even a good performance, man. Like it always just reflects me personally Mm -hmm. to the Lord and what he's done for me. And every single game is a blessing. Um, but yeah, man, when, it, when you're stuck in competition, you're in the heat of things, man, yeah. and, and you got someone inching on your tail, or you're doing the opposite, and you're pushing them, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to not to take things personal mm-hmm. um, and lose it yourself. So I kind of have to take a little bit of time for myself after a poor performance and just, just self-assess, yeah. like, where am I at? Like, what am I doing? Am I doing it for myself? Check what my idols are for that day, for that hour. And then the next day, you just recoup, and you keep going. Yeah,
0: self-assessment is huge. for sure but not even just as a goalkeeper as a person right right because like when you go through something you got to really like go through like what you just went through and like okay like this happened could i control it could i have okay just evaluating it so i I think that's great especially like i said as a goalkeeper to self-aware be self-aware and self-assess that like that's amazing right Right. so obviously like as a goalkeeper like the guys have your back like with you 100 so like with that being said like just explain a little bit of like that culture like this the soccer culture in the locker room like Like, how you guys just brand together and just, like, you know, be as one unit. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll stand by this for the rest of my life, but Liberty Men's Soccer 100% changed my life. There's guys on that Mm -hmm. team that have done so much for me and were so patient with me. Mm -hmm. There's no reason that they should have accepted me how they did when I came in. I mean, I was the complete opposite of what a Liberty Men's Soccer player looked like. Right. But the guys were so patient and the love that they had for me. It was their love, I realized, was conditional, but it was so great. And I wondered how much more could a love from an unconditional loving father be, Mm. you know? So um, those guys are awesome. I mean, every single one of them, we Mm -hmm. continually pour into each other, holding each other accountable. I mean, accountability is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Like, can you look your brother in the eyes and tell him, like, hey, you're slipping up here? Or, hey, I think you can do better here because that's where the growth comes from. Right. So I think with relationships comes vulnerability. And Mm -hmm. we've reached that point where Mm -hmm. we can be tight with one another and we can be completely vulnerable with what's going on in our lives and what we see in other people's lives. So I feel like that's where our culture, that's the core of our culture, is mm-hmm. just being vulnerable and being willing to grow and to mean no offense and take no offense and just keep pushing forwards because we're all going to the one to the same goal. Right. That's to fulfill the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. That's to reach other people that couldn't be reached without us. And if we're a unit, man, like we're we're definitely going the right direction yeah. for sure.
0: I love that. I love that. Just just being more like accountable and just vulnerable, right? That's right. I feel like nowadays, especially just as a man, like it's hard to be vulnerable with other people because right. other people see it as like a sign of being weak. Or not as strong, and I think when you have a group of guys that are bought into the same thing as you, uh-huh. like it just makes it easier, right? For sure. So that's that's amazing to hear. Um, just to wrap it all up though, if there's any like last words or advice that you could just give to people, not even just soccer players or goalkeepers in general, but just in like people in general that helped you through life or that helped you where you're at now, like what would you tell them?
1: So, I mean, we we touched on it a bit, yeah, but I'd say self assessment. Okay, I mean, you emphasized it, I emphasized it. I think that's a huge thing, man. Like, yeah. just being able to to sit down with yourself in your own mind, like either whether you're spending time with the Lord or whatever it may be, like where are you at right. and and what are you looking towards? Like for me personally, I can I can look for satisfaction in my girlfriend. I can look for satisfaction in the sport. I can look through satisfaction through like being accepted by the guys that I'm around right. and like maybe changing my face or changing my front or not being as consistent as I may be. Right. So if you are consistently self-assessing yourself yeah. – you constantly know where you're at. Therefore, you can be a more consistent person. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all strive for. We strive to be consistent in our faith, being consistent man of the Lord or woman for the Lord or whoever, whatever the case may be. Right. Like you just strive for consistency. And in order to get there, you need to be true to yourself and honest with yourself. And there's no better there's no better way to do that than being with guys around you, girls around you that, that are striving for you to be the best version of yourself. Okay. So just put yourself in a situation yeah. where you're surrounded by the right people And then be willing to self-assess yourself personally as well.
0: Oh, good words, man. Great words. Like I said, man, like I appreciate you coming on here, sharing your story, just sharing a little spill of that. And I appreciate everybody for listening and I'll catch y'all next time.